20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Hey, well, welcome back to another episode of Passion, Purpose, and possibilities. And today we're going to talk about a subject that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time, um, because this is something that I've struggled with in the past. And I know there are lots of people out there that struggle with this. So I am so happy to welcome to the podcast, Carolyn CJ Jones. And CJ is an author, she's a forgiveness guide and coach, a transformational speaker, and a retired registered nurse. Her international best-selling book, The Art of Forgiveness, A Promise of Peace, won a gold medal for self-help in spirituality. And she has two other award-winning books, Opening the Gates of the Heart, A Journey of Healing, which won a silver medal for world peace. And to open the gates of the heart, images that heal, and the stories behind them, which won a bronze medal for spiritual healing. CJ has also been a guest on Jobina's VIP book club at ABC7 News in San Francisco. And welcome, CJ. I am so happy that you're here. Oh, thank you so much, Candace. I'm thrilled to be here. I think a lot of people struggle with forgiveness. You know, we all experience different traumas in our life and situations that we go through that we always don't know how to handle correctly. And we build up things like resentment and anger. And sometimes we don't know what to do with that. And I know that you have your own story of forgiveness. And I would love for you to share it because I think people, not only will they get to know you and what you do and how you can help people, but to have your own experience and share that with others definitely is going to have an impact and give people hope. Great. So how is your story? Like, what is the story that caused this transformation from where you were to how you ended up now helping others go through this process of forgiveness? I love telling this story, so thank you for asking. When I grew up, it was very tumultuous, a lot of trauma, a lot of chaos. And I left home and went to college feeling a lot of worthlessness and shame, lack of self-esteem and confidence, those types of things. And then... I spent the 30 years after college very angry and bitter over my childhood. And I drank over it all. So I fueled the fire. 
of my resentment until I hit my bottom with my drinking, with the rejection by the love of my life. And I was devastated, absolutely shattered. Mm. All I could do for two months was drink and cry. I couldn't even feed myself. One day I realized that I was killing myself. I mean, I was really in the act of killing myself. So I prayed to a God I didn't even believe in, begging, please, God, if you're there, help me. I can't do this anymore. It wasn't a month that had passed before I found myself traveling from the San Francisco Bay Area, where I had been living, down to San Diego to stay for a couple of weeks and get a handle on my drinking. <laughs> I stayed for a year and a half and I got sober. Four years in, well, it was three years actually into my sobriety. I returned to the Bay Area to say hello to everyone. <clears throat> and I decided to do a self-appraisal. This time in the self-appraisal, I was looking for I was looking for the ways in which my behavior had led to the demise of the relationships I'd had with three men in my life. I realized pretty quickly that I used to get drunk and yell and scream at them, "You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything." Oh, I was horrified to remember that. And the thing is, well, thank goodness they've all forgiven me. Yet the thing is, I didn't even mean it about them. I meant it about myself. I meant it about myself. That was an aha moment. In that moment, I realized it stood to reason and it was logical that all those years my father called me worthless and said I would never amount to anything. He didn't mean it about me, he meant it about himself. So this was life changing because suddenly I saw my father as a fellow human being who was wounded with the worthless wound just like me. I had compassion for his wound. I had compassion for my mother's wounds also. I went back and forth for the next year, back and forth between anger and compassion, until one day I realized that I had forgiven them. I think what happened is I opened a space in my heart by being compassionate and into that space forgiveness flowed. The peace and freedom I felt were immediate and immense. I was just thrilled, just thrilled. We'll move along a little bit, a few years where I'm 
I've quit nursing. When I got sober, I decided I couldn't do nursing anymore. So it was either nursing or sobriety, and I chose sobriety. I had to come up with something different to do with my life. So I decided to be a photographer. I actually had about 900 slides of wrought iron gates. <laughs> I have a fan I'm a fanatic about gates. And so I decided to sell my photography. It didn't go so well. Finally, there was a, a, a what do you call it? A webinar, uh, an in-person webinar for a weekend called Rejuvenate Your Practice. And I thought, well, my photography practice needs to be rejuvenated. I'm going to go. Well, it was actually for coaches and healers. I realized the more I listened that I had a message for the world, and it was one of how to forgive. After I realized that, I got into coaching and speaking, and I did that for a while. I published my book, The Art of Forgiveness, A Promise of Peace, and I kept coaching. Only. I had less and less clients. Finally, what I decided to do was take my first book, which is called Opening the Gates of the Heart, A Journey of Healing. And I took that book and developed a course around it. So I'm getting ready to start a book on my gates with the course. The Book of Gates is a compilation of photos I took of wrought iron gates and verses I wrote that give voice to the gates. The funny thing about this is, and why I say that God produced this book and I simply am the the conduit through which he passed it because three quarters of the 43 verses in the book were written before I even saw the gates. I wrote something in my journal and I picked out those segments that matched up with a gate and they became my verses verbatim from my journals. Now, how could I have known that before I saw the gates, which is why I say that the book was divinely created. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this story of how this all came about. So there, there's more to the story. No, that's pretty much it. My course is coming up at the beginning of the year. Okay. So I know that how does this happen where you've been writing in your journal and you have this love of photography and you love to take these pictures of gates. And by the way, I find wrought iron gates beautiful and amazing. And I'm always drawn to looking at them too. So I, I totally get that. No need. 
And it it really is like a divine inter- intervention here that this all came came together. So yeah. now, you know, I heard you say it's that space of being able to be or show compassion that allowed you to forgive. Can you talk to us more about that and what that looks like for people? Because I'm sure that's like the key component to forgiveness. So can you just elaborate on that? Actually, compassion is one of the two uh, segues to forgiveness. And the other is gratitude. Okay. Compassion is having caring and concern for another person or for yourself over something that is troubling you or troubling them and just feeling their pain and being able to offer them solace. That's how I look at compassion. Mm-hmm. And then the gratitude piece, which we know is, you know, of course, we all should be grateful every day. There are so many things, big things, little things, all the things in between to be grateful for. And yes. I think it's a, a daily practice, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, nowadays, I live in a space of gratitude, but I didn't always, in fact, One day I was going to a meeting and I found out the topic of the previous meeting had been gratitude. My response was, gratitude again? I'm so sick of gratitude. Can't they find something else to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I was so wounded that it was excruciating for me to hear about people's happiness and their gratitudes yeah so but you know when you're full of gratitude and compassion Mm -hmm. you know that's going to bring more joy right oh it does it does Mm -hmm. may i tell a quick gratitude story of course okay It was again at three years sober and I had been staying in Denver for six months with some friends. I used to live in Colorado. I was driving my van RV that I gutted and rebuilt in Cherrywood. And I was driving it from Denver to Baja. One afternoon I was tired and I decided I needed to quit driving. So I pulled into an RV park and found out that they were having their Christmas party that night. If I took a gift to give, I could take one home with me. So I found something in the van to take, and I wrapped it up in my finest paper, a Viva paper towel. (laughs) And I went to the outing. Well, the first thing I noticed was everyone's packages were wrapped so beautifully and elegantly and mine was in this stupid viva paper towel i felt really stupid actually 
And then I noticed that everyone was drinking wine, everyone but me, and I felt really out of place. But I stayed because I wanted that gift. Because I was on the road, I wasn't going to get a gift this year from family or anything. So that gift was very important to me. When it came my turn to pull a gift from under the tree, I pulled a small one. You see, I had asked God for something small that I could use in the van. So I pick up this package. It's the size of a VHS tape and rip open the paper and come to find out. Oh, wonderful. These stupid holiday wine glass stem markers. I can't do anything with these. I don't even drink anymore. I'm going to go home and throw them away. That's exactly what I did. Mm. Then I sat on the floor and just sobbed and sobbed until a quiet voice said, Carolyn, Carolyn, look around you at what you created in here. You created immense beauty and you're in the middle of it. So look around. I did. And I started at the back of the van and worked my way up to the kitchen area where I noticed some cabinets that I had veneered. I had never veneered before. And, and I looked at the handles and I said, those are kind of funky handles. I could replace those. There's only six of them. Six. Six. I couldn't get the word six out of my mind. And then I knew there were six of those wine glass stem markers. I could put one on each handle and have Christmas decorations in the van. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't get it before, but I get it now. I have to be grateful about everything that comes across my path, the good and the bad and the difficult, because I never know how that experience is going to be used. So I need to express gratitude for it and be joyous. That was how I discovered to be grateful. But even after that, I still had doubts about being grateful because I was mourning, I was in grief over that unrequited love. And I was in grief for seven years. At that seventh year, at the seventh year, I was reading a book by Fred Luskin, who's a PhD psychologist and a world-renowned forgiveness expert. And he defined three questions to ask yourself if you're resentful or experiencing grief. So I did them. I did the questions. And they are, what is the lesson you learned from the experience? What positive things did you take away because of the experience? And what can you be grateful for? 
Well, I thought about it for a minute, and right away I knew that what I was grateful for was the thing were the things that happened to me after I left my marriage for this this unrequited love, and they were it pried me out of these were things to be grateful for. It pried me out of my dysfunctional alcoholic marriage. The rejection got me sober. It led me to forgive my parents. And it led me to the forgiveness work that I do today. And then later on down the road, I realized that I had a fifth gratitude, which is it gave me the words to write my book, The Art of Forgiveness. It was ever since that day when I did those questions and coupled with the gratitude that I discovered with my father, I live in a state of gratitude now. And so every little thing that happens, I'm grateful for. What a huge difference and a miracle, if I may, from living 30 years in resentment. So that is how I discovered gratitude. That's amazing. And you know what? I'm sitting here. I mean, I just have like that warm, fuzzy feeling because thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable to do it. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody can be this vulnerable and share all these things they experience they're hard things yes and yeah, uh, they're it's difficult um and i that's why your story is so important because it allows other people to hear that they can get past these resentments as well yes mm-hmm. they can yeah. You know what I discovered, Candace, that a resentment is nothing more than a feeling of, for example, hurt, disappointment, shame, humiliation, grief, loss, or the threat of loss, fear. So it's feelings like that that are underneath of our resentment and that's what we're actually feeling but we react in anger and then that anger magnifies and it turns to resentment what i discovered is if we can identify what that feeling is underneath of the resentment then we can put some compassion to ourselves for that feeling and get beyond the resentment and because we've healed that feeling so we no longer need it makes sense so i'm thinking like it's twofold here because you have to have compassion for yourself right but Mm -hmm. you have to have compassion for the person or the situation that happened to cause you to have these feelings to begin with Right. So how does someone begin to feel or 
search for the compassion. I mean, in your in your coaching, do you have a process to help people find it? Yes. Okay. It's called the Yippee Method of Healing. And Yippee is an acronym that stands for Yearn, Investigate, Process, Practice, Evolve, and Empower. In a nutshell, what it is, is looking at our wounds, looking at our resentments, identifying what's underneath of it. That's when we process it. And and we put it, we frame it differently. We look to see if the person who hurt us has wounds themselves that perhaps they're suffering from. And that's what they were really speaking to when they hurt us. They really didn't mean it toward us. So there's that option. The other option is that there's just, you know, like hurt or disappointment. We frequently get angry about that, especially when we're disappointed. It behooves us to identify that we are, in fact, disappointed. And then we can go from there and calm that feeling down say, yes, I'm disappointed. However, what are some other things that have happened along the same lines that I have done that I can be grateful for? So I bring in gratitude. And I'll be darned, but people make a switch. They find compassion for the person who offended them or for themselves with their self-talk that's nasty. And then we get to gratitude. They get to gratitude. It's a great place to be. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is so inspiring. And I love talking about this with you. So if somebody were going to, uh, I mean, you have several books. So if somebody was going to, pick up one of your books. Is there one that you would say comes first? Yes. I would recommend Opening the Gates of the Heart because it's a photo book with verses and it's easy to get into. The The verses are thought-evoking and just really, I don't know the word for it, thought-evoking. <laughs> And it's easier to get through, and it ends with you in peace. And then when you're more peaceful, if you go to The Art of Forgiveness and read that book. I'm glad that that I asked you this, because I would have thought it might have been the other way around. So this is good to know. Um, And all your links to your books and your website will definitely be in in the show notes so people will be able to find them and connect with you and so what is your website again carolyn cjjones.com okay that's easy enough but it will definitely be in the show notes 
So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to specifically share? Well, there is one story. It's about how I discovered my purpose. Oh, we definitely have to talk about that because, you know, we're all about the passion, purpose and possibilities. So, yes, I knew that. So I don't know when you want me to tell it. You can tell it now. That'd be great. Okay. Mm -hmm. After I forgave my father and after I did the discovery of gratitude with the um, wine glass stem holders markers, I was living in an apartment. I was back in the Bay Area and I was praying to die. I was praying to die because I saw no purpose in my life other than to be continually plagued by the feelings that I still experienced as a result of the wounding in childhood. So I just kept praying. Please let me die. I was, I'm a good alcoholic and I did what they say, which is to go to a meeting when you feel like that. So I went. A gentleman by the name of Steve shared. He could have been me speaking. We had similar stories. I was so inspired by him that I went up afterward to give him some extra tools if he didn't know about them, which he did not. So I told him books to read and my therapist's name. And he was so grateful he started crying. Well, when I walked to my car, I realized what was happening and I started crying because I had discovered my purpose. And my purpose was to share my story with others so that they too could heal. Oh my gosh. That's how I discovered purpose. See, Jab, chills. This is like, wow, this is like, yes, this is, this is definitely your purpose is to help, help other people because you, you know, you've been there and you know what it feels like. And it's really hard to help somebody when you don't know what they're going through, you know, but when you've actually been through it, you connect with somebody on a much deeper level. So while I'm sorry that you've had so much that, you know, through your life that you dealt with, this really was like the plan. This was the plan for you to be able to help other people. You're right. You know what, Candace, today I'm grateful for it Mm -hmm. because it brought me to who I am today so that I can relate to other people, just like you were saying. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad you shared that story. Oh, good. Yes. And I'm talking to all the listeners out there. If you're struggling with things from your past and resentments and having a problem forgiving yourself or others, please, please contact CJ because she definitely is a wealth of knowledge and can help you and help you move past what you're struggling with. 
kindness looks good on everyone. And that's why the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities podcast has partnered with The Kindness Cause, a creatively curated online shopping experience of fashion-forward gifts that donate to nonprofit organizations to help you shop with purpose and donate in style. Together, our mission is to spread kindness, give back and empower individuals to pursue their dreams through our exclusive line of inspirational merchandise that not only uplifts your spirits, but also gives back to those in need. Every purchase donates to a charitable nonprofit organization. To see this exclusive line, make a purchase and support a cause, head over to the show notes for the direct link. So CJ, you know, I have to ask you the three P questions. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, what is something you're passionate about that people might not know about you? Well, aside from being passionate about seeing people's eyes light up when they forgive, I'm passionate about varnishing teak wood trim on boats. Oh, wow. (laughs) I spent three years living on a boat and I mastered my varnishing skills. So that's one thing that I'm passionate about. It's very meditative for me. I can imagine. My husband is a woodworker. Oh, really? Yes. And he's been, you know, he's 60 and he's been doing this since he's 12. And he has a full wood shop in the basement. And I know like that's his place. That's his place to be in his like meditative state. And so when he's, whether it's sanding or staining, you know, I definitely see that. Exactly. Yes. I'd love to see his work. Oh, I will have to send you pictures for sure. Oh, do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. My second question. Now I know we know your purpose. I know how you found your purpose. Is there a definition you have of purpose? Purpose is finding what you have been brought to this earth to do. Something to share with others. Something that you can grow from in order that another can grow as well. So you two grow along together. And that's my purpose. That's what I define purpose as. Oh, I love that definition. That's a great definition. Thanks. Okay, the last question is, is there a possibility, a dream, or a vision you have that hasn't come to fruition yet? Yes. I want to be in the Caribbean varnishing. Oh, that sounds like fun. On a sailboat. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good one. Yes. I think that's that's doable. I think it is. I think it is. Talking about possibilities, I have to share what hope is about. Okay. And hope is an acronym that has two meanings. The first is hold on, pain ends. And the second is hold on, possibilities emerge. 
Oh, I like that. That's very good. Isn't that thank nice? You for yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. That was so important. <laughs> I needed to hear that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, CJ, this has been a great conversation. I'm so glad that, you know, I know we met a while back, but I'm so glad that we were able to connect and, and have you come out on the podcast and, and speak about this. I am so glad to. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passion, purpose, and possibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candice Snyder at passion, purpose, and possibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.